Welcome back to Chosen, the formerly Buffy the Vampire Slayer watch-through, now exclusively Angel watch-through podcast. My name is Mel B and I am the senior partner of the show. I am accompanied, as always, by my junior associate who is learning the ways of the evil law firm, Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Hi, Mel. <laughs> I don't know if I want to learn about the evil law firm. You know, why not? I think it's interesting. Because it's evil. Oh, you're good. Do you know what your alignment is? Like neutral good, lawful good and all that? I don't. I we'll, haven't looked. We'll, we'll have to find your alignment one day. It'll be interesting to find out. Um, Fun. But anyway, it has been forever. I forgot how to do an mm-hmm. introduction, but I managed to stumble my way through it. <laughs> you did it. So proud. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, so we're in season five of Angel, episode three, but before we dive in today, we agreed that we'll just very quickly address the Joss Whedon things, stuff. The con- well, it's not really a controversy, it's, it's all out in the open, there's no dispute. I don't even think Joss Whedon's tried to dispute as far as I've seen. Um, right. But yeah, it's, it's all come out officially now, people have made statements about Joss Whedon being a jerk. Um, of course, there was a huge statement by Charisma Carpenter. It's this weird thing because that everything Charisma said was kind of already known, but it had just never been official. And it was like, oh, this isn't confirmed. And then this happened and that happened. But, yeah, she confirmed that he fired her for being pregnant, essentially. Well, the thing was, when we talked about, like, was she really pregnant in that season? And, like, you said that they, that there was some kind of disagreement or argument between the two of them. So it was known, but it wasn't known that he was that big of a jerk about it. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows he's a jerk. It was whispered, at least, but I didn't know it got to the point where he out and out fired her. Yeah, and the Michelle Trachenberg stuff was not known that if, I'm not sure if you saw that one, so the girl who played Dawn wasn't mm-hmm. allowed to be alone with him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good. They, they haven't said why or anything, they just said she wasn't allowed to be alone with him. Because he's probably a creep too. Yeah. But. So, yeah. But, yeah. But so. having said that, like, I, I, I'm still going to enjoy Buffy. All the actors have come out and said, I've in, I enjoyed Buffy. I'm proud of what we did, and that is separate to who Joss Whedon is. And so yes, we can separate the art from the artist. So yeah, we're fine. So with that in mind, shall we dive into this week's episode? I think that's a good idea. Yep. So we open up in a park with a nighttime picnic. Yep, nice little executive picnic in the middle of the night. Nothing to see here. We're just passing food. <laughs> Totally not scanning each other for bugs and questioning no. each other's loyalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them did say, we're not hiding, we're being careful. And I said, no, no, you're hiding. <laughs> That's what you're doing. Yep. Far you're like wrong. under an underpass or something. You're somewhere yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, no, no, they're not under an underpass. They're out in the most open of open. So, that so they why can't is be that better? Because there can't be bugs there, and then they're scanning each other. Fred's scanning them all for bugs to make sure none of them have any on them. Mm-hmm. But uh, Wesley is late. Suspicious. And he says that... Exactly. 
apparently he thought somebody was following him and blah 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 and we automatically assume that he's being a bad guy <laughs> i just want one season of angel where we don't automatically suspect that wes is up to no good well it's but it doesn't seem like that's gonna happen because this is the last season <laughs> well it's only been since season three when he kidnapped angel's son to be fair he then spent season four coming back into the fold Mm-hmm. so Still. I, I, I understand kind of why they don't trust him off the bat. I'm just saying it's not right. <laughs> well, speaking of not trusting, Wesley doesn't trust anyone in the firm, especially not that Knox character. Because he is so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just, like, goes off because he's like, you know, he's part of, you know, Wolfram the Heart and blah, blah, blah. And Fred's like, nothing's wrong with Knox. Like, he's a really good guy. And he, he goes, I don't trust him. Me. And- <laughs> no, he. I mean, I'm me. on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Fred turns her speculation towards Gunn because he's been filled with all this knowledge in his head. So surely he knows more than them. Yeah, and Gunn's like, I don't know anything more than anybody else. I just know how to do law real well. Yep, and he points out that everyone got something out of this. And I love that he says, Angel got fear, mistrust, and a great motor pool. <laughs> And, uh, you know, host gets to schmooze starlets and, uh, you know, get some booze with some hipsters. Yep. And, and he hates every moment of it, I'm sure. Yep. And Wesley got a real nice pen. Sterling. Silver. With his name on it. <laughs> um, so then they turn the conversation towards Spike. And as they're talking yep. about him, Angel asks if he can borrow Wesley's pen. Just randomly, out of nowhere. Middle of the conversation, hey, I don't want to talk about Spike, so let me go save a girl that's being chased by a werewolf. Yeah, isn't it convenient that the pen was silver? Hmm. And that she, okay, my question is, why did Wesley, like, I know it's a plot device. I get it. Um, I don't understand why he brought a pen from the evil law firm. Like, it could have a microphone in it. Yeah, not good thinking on Wesley's part, but yes, plot. <laughs> it's a plot device. We get yeah. it. Um, so he uh, Angel gives chase to this werewolf, who's giving chase to this girl that he yeah. has scratched and bit. Did he bite her? Just yeah, he bites her. her. Okay. So this actress looks a lot like Kristen Stewart, and I was constantly getting distracted by it. <laughs> but I knew she didn't look enough like her where I had to check if it was her or not. Yeah, it was just enough to be like an inconvenience to your brain. Exactly. I don't like being inconvenienced in my brain. Anyway. <laughs> so, so Angel comes to the rescue using office supplies, which was super cool. Yep. Silver pen, but stabs it. Well, actually, he yeah, throws but, it, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah. Um, but the girl got away, and then the werewolf changes back into the guy that was the werewolf. Yeah, which uh, in previous Buffy lore we've heard is different. Because there was a hunter back in an earlier season trying to get Oz for his pelt. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they could that could still be a thing if he skinned them while they were still alive. Potentially, but that's not the uh, behind-the-scenes, uh, what's the word I'm talking for, looking for? Intention. There are, they have confirmed there's like two different kinds of werewolves at least. Oh, fine, but I'm just saying. It still could have worked. <laughs> it still it's gross, worked. but it could have worked. 
So we anyway. transition on to the next day and Angel has used his art skills to sketch a picture of this woman because um, mm-hmm. they need to find her. Yeah, we also found out the guy that was the werewolf, he had tried to be good for a while. Like he left his family a few years back, but in the last six months he's been living, leaving, you know, breadcrumbs of dead bodies in his wake. So yeah, he eventually stopped trying to be good. Yeah. Which sucks. <sighs> he tried his best. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we're uh, sketching this girl so we can try to find her because it's very, very important. Because as we have learned previously, there are three nights that you can turn into a werewolf. The night before the full moon, the full moon, and the night after. Yep, and she has two nights to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we quickly go to Fred's lab and Spike shows up. Hiya, Fred. <laughs> Basically how, is how he gets yep. in there. And he goes, so I'm sure you've got a lot of things to tell me about my, you know, situation going on here. And she goes, actually, no. I haven't had time to look it up because I kind of got this thing where this girl got bitten by a werewolf and we kind of need to find her. And he goes, excuse me? Yep. I think I'm the more important thing here. Not some chick that got bitten by a werewolf. And yeah, he explains to Fred that his disappearances are lasting longer. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, she suggests that maybe you should go to Wesley for help. But Spike, right. Spike can't. They've got a history, you no. see. A real mm-hmm. dark, except they, grim history. Except they don't. It was all a lie. <laughs> he like, waxes poetic about a fake issue he has with Wesley. Yeah, about this time he went, I think he said it was at the um, Watchers Academy or something. And mm-hmm. Fred's just like, you are so full of bullshit. Yep. And she goes, you're being dramatic and there's really no need for it. And I'm like... He's not really being dramatic just for the sake of being dramatic. Well, like he, the whole not he wanting is anybody disappearing. Else to know. Yeah, but he doesn't want anyone else to know. That's a bit dramatic. He's yeah. like, no, I only want Fred's help. Well, Even I only trust Fred, so. Pardon? I said I only trust Fred, <laughs> so. I was going to say, but Wesley's clearly the one with the be- who would have better knowledge and information since it's spiritual, not scientific. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, he sits there on Fred's desk and Fred assures him that they'll figure it out. Yes. And then we go to hearing more about this werewolf and, um, you know, talking about the different, like there's differences between different kind of werewolves and blah, blah, blah. So maybe that's where that came in. Mm You're like, oh, this is a different werewolf than the werewolves that we've encountered before. Yeah. And, uh, Spike does appear. And he goes, I had a wee spat with a werewolf once, fought for nearly an hour. It was brutal. I nearly lost my... And uh, Fred goes, Angel killed him with a pen. (laughs) He goes... Spike. He goes, oh, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. Doesn't make him seem nearly as cool now. Yep. Um, We go over to Nina's house. That's the name of the girl. Um, Mm -hmm. And she wakes up and goes to the kitchen and she's got improved hearing. She has these bruises on her neck. And then she imagines slashing her niece's throat. Yeah, and she makes sure that they're not overcooking the burgers. Yep, she wants them bloody. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) Super gross. Gross, gross, gross. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so she 
I guess, lives with her sister and niece. Yeah. And then watches her niece a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yes, she has to babysit that night. Yeah. But she also, like, goes to a ceramics class, like, at college. So that was something they talked about. She has a life. Anyway. I'm sure she does. (laughs) Um, Um, So that night she's babysitting and she starts to feel sick and goes upstairs and begins her transformation. Which looked hella, hella painful. Mm. It was creepy. I didn't like it. No. Oh, also, also quickly before that, we did go back to um, Wolfram and Hart, and uh, Spike is going, a lot of fuss over one girl. There are other things to do. Important things. And Angel goes, you know that whoosh thing you do when you're suddenly not there? I like that. <laughs> if only he oh, knew how know. much it was scaring Spike. Probably still wouldn't stop him saying it. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway. Yeah, so the transformation of the girl looks super painful. Okay. I do, Okay, so this is a, a trope, a TV trope that I cannot stand. Why mm. do no people have survival instincts at all? Oh, how the girl Amanda freezes? Yes. Uh, fight, flight, or freeze. It's actually a thing. I Some people like just freeze. Well, it's stupid. <laughs> you're stupid for your instincts because, yes. But also. It's an anxiety response because if you're back, you know, in the Stone Age, the saber tooth tiger turned up and you would either fight it, run away from it, or freeze and hope it didn't see you. Yeah, I guess. But it just feels like she also. If you were worried about somebody that you love. And they went into their room saying they didn't feel well or acting strange. And then there was, like, growling inside. I don't think I would try to go into the room. Well, you're not as brave as this little girl. I'm not. (laughs) I am not a Gryffindor. That is not who I am. I am logical. Maybe that's my problem. I'm way too logical for all this nonsense. (laughs) But, yeah, so the little... Amanda, she's not really a little girl or what? She's probably like 10 or something, 11, 12. Yeah, be something like that. Yeah. So uh, she freezes, but just in time, Angel comes and uh, saves the day, pulling Nina out through the window. Yes, and now the 10-year-old is all alone in the house all by herself. Yeah, mom's not going to be happy. Nope. You know who also uh, wakes up by themselves all alone and freaked out and naked? Nina. Nina. <laughs> yeah and so um she's in a cage and they did leave her clothes within reaching distance so she puts her clothes on and angel comes in he goes my name's angel and you're safe now and she's not having it yeah no she calls him she calls him a rapist and a kidnapper and a whole thing (laughs) um but he has to explain to her that do you remember a couple nights ago when you went jogging? Uh, first reason I never go jogging at all. I could get attacked by a werewolf. That is now my new excuse to not do cardio. <laughs> I I go running. I take the dog with me now. Because, you know, my Labrador would totally fiercely protect me. He's scared of cats. I'm okay. scared of cats. <laughs> also, also valid. I'm pretty sure Branch, any dog that lives with cats is usually scared of the cats. Really? Yeah, because they beat the shit out of them when they're puppies. 
Oh, yeah, that'll teach him. <laughs> so then the dog grows up fearing this tiny little thing. So funny. <laughs> oh. But anyway, yeah, so she he reminds her about when she went jogging, he shows her a video of her as a werewolf the night before. And mm-hmm. uh, she's really upset and uh, talks about how she wanted to hurt her niece. Yeah, and she's super freaked out. She said, oh, you saved me. He goes, no, no, I was too late for that. Um, and he goes, I know you're freaking out and it's okay. I know how you feel. And she goes, you don't know anything. You didn't wake up realizing you're a monster. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, about dad. Yeah. And he goes, well, I am a monster. I'm not a werewolf. And she goes, so what? You're like a Frankenstein? (laughs) He goes, what? No. Do I look like a Frankenstein to you? (laughs) Ah, So funny. He explains to her that um, she can control herself because he does it every day. And she asks Mm -hmm. if there's a cure. And he says, no, but I can protect you. Yeah, like he can keep her safe. He can lock her up for three nights a mm. month. She can lead mostly a normal life. It'll be fine. Yep. Um, so Angel meets up with Fred and one of the Wolfram and Hart employees, Royce, and mm-hmm. he says that she's agreed to stay in the holding cell, but Royce warns that uh, if she does, she might hurt herself, but she might be okay if they take her back to her place where the familiarity will calm her. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. They'll take some of her stuff and she'll, like, you know, fetching a blankie is going to make a lot of difference. Yep. So Fred and Nina go to Nina's house. Yes. Yep. And um, they have they have a little they have a little conversation in the car. Yeah, and Fred tries to comfort her, going, "You know, it's only three nights a month. Your life doesn't need to change." Exactly. And she goes, "So are you a monster too?" And she goes. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 standard issue science nerd. I did spend five years in a demon dimension, though. (laughs) And Nina's like, okay. I can't tell if Nina outright believes her or thinks she's she's messing with her. (laughs) But, yeah, so Fred takes her into her house and tries to make up this excuse that Nina left because Fred needed her. Uh, Mm -hmm. But Jill is not buying it. She's like, you left my daughter alone. She was terrified. Yes. So, um, and she goes, I called the police because you have bruises. You don't know where you got them and you sleep. We were sleeping all day. And I was like, I get where you're coming from, but calm down, please. (laughs) You're making me very uncomfortable. I don't like being around people that are fighting with their family. It's very uncomfortable for me. Yeah. I think it's uncomfortable for everyone. It's like, I don't have a place in this. I don't want to be here. I've been around uh, Leon when he's arguing with his best friend, Sam, and even then I get uncomfortable. I was like, could you please stop being so angry? <laughs> Just stop. And he, he comes, he's Hispanic, so his excuses were just loud. I was like, well, I'm not, so could you just mm. tone it down a little bit? Yeah, it's, it's a please. European thing, too. My Italian side of the family get very loud. <laughs> oh, well... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you then. But um, Nina and Jill fight. So Jill's the sister, sorry. And uh, Nina leaves and Fred gets her stuff. But when they come out, something isn't right. Nope. 
Never is. So the people that drove Fred and Nina to Nina's house are passed out in the back of the of a uh, of the van. Yeah. Or SUV or whatever it is that they were in. She goes, well, that can't be good. And Fred pulls out a firearm, which is always good. Yep. Tells Nina to run, but it's too light. Yeah, they th- these people jump out of a an inconspicuous uh, van yep. and grab her. It, Fred got some licks in though, mm. so Fred's, that was good. That's good. Fred Fred has learned. Yes, but then she gets smacked in the face with like a baton or something. Yeah, and goes down for the count. Yeah. So they get Nina, um, and a guy tells a guy that's. You know, kidnapping her, gets a uh, call on his cell phone. He goes, we got her. And he, uh, the guy on the other line goes, okay, bring her around back because something or other. Mm. Like he just got the floors cleaned or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So. Yeah. <sighs> she, Nina, is taken to a basement and chained up and her clothes are cut off and she is washed. It's all kind of creepy. It's super creepy being chained up and stripped down and hosed down and they're just standing there watching you. Mm. Creepy. So, yeah. And oh. and not even washed with, like, nice soap and a loofah, like, scrubbed with a brush. Mm. It's like a hard bristled brush. It's Ugh. terrible. Yeah, that would be so uncomfortable. Um, but, yeah, so our Wolfman Heart... Lorne is listening to Royce sing, Jesse's Girl. Love that song. Yes. <laughs> so but, good. Yeah. Apparently Royce is clean and he had nothing to do with it. He knows nothing. Of course. Mm. Um, I can't believe they let Fred go, to be honest. Knocked her out and those, ran off. Those, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's going to know things. Yeah, but. You can't just leave a witness. They, they clearly thought she wasn't a threat. She's just a tiny little woman. Well, that's where they messed up. Constantly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Fred is asking if they've seen Spike, and Angel's like, I'm not really worried about Spike, so no. Yeah, we're more worried about what happened at the van, which Fred also beats herself up about going, she was stupid for going near it. It was obvious that something was wrong. Well, yeah, but it happens, and plot. <laughs> um. But Phantom Spike does show up, and he's being all non-comporeal and stuffs, and mm. leads Fred to Royce's office. And she knocks over a wastebasket. Yep. And she, and she f- finds a vial of something or other? Yep. We find out it's Calendula, uh, which would help him appear clean when he sung Forlorn. But at that moment, she knocks over the wastebasket as Royce comes in and she uh, babbles and then knocks him out with a lamp. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that you could take Valium to try to pass a, bo- a polygraph test. Not that I would need to know such things. But <laughs> I did not know that. Well, it makes sense because it calms you down. I guess. I've heard like there are ways to trick it, but I also heard that it's not admissible in court anyway, so yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they can't use it in court anyway, so lie detectors, like, do not matter. Yeah. They're, yeah. they don't, they're not real science. They're junk science. Yep. Um, so now that we know Royce is up to something, Gunn goes and looks through his uh, desk and finds photos, papers, and a knife. 
Yeah, no good. Yeah. It's no good at all. Um, but we do get a little bit of Angel threatening uh, Royce. I do love Angel threatening people. Yeah, he's uh, and the guy goes, uh, I'm not going to tell you anything because no offense, he's scarier than you. <laughs> and Angel vamp faces goes, want to bet? <laughs> But they they find a menu that tells us that she that uh, Nina is going to be served as an entree at some rich people weirdo. Dinner. Yeah, by a restaurant entrepreneur named John Crane. Um, okay, so creepy. Mm, sick. He's managed to find people who will pay top dollar to dine on werewolf meat, and. Um, it will happen at moonrise, which is only in 15 minutes. Yeah, and he, like, has this conversation. Like, he had one prepared with, like, a mole sauce. And I was just, like, talking about eating people like they're just another entree is, like, the worst part of this entire episode. <laughs> yeah. gonna ju- I'm just going to say it. It just is. It's pretty gross. But the dinner party does get crashed. Gun is all up in my law now, but it feels good to get my violence on. <laughs> yep, they burst so in. Um, but Nina is being dramatic. He's like, just let me be eaten. I don't deserve to go home. Yeah, she's like, let them choke on me. And Angel's like, uh, how about no? <laughs> how about we're not going to do that? Yep. Um, so she ends up transforming and they're all fighting and the whole thing. And... um. Basically, this guy, his name John, you said? Yeah, John Crane. The, yeah. John's like, you know, I'm not going to just let you take her. Because these people paid to eat werewolf. Mm. And they're going to get werewolf. <laughs> um, well, turns out Nina's half knocked out because they had shot her with a trank gun. Not knocked out but enough she wakes not to up, bite someone. <laughs> Yes, she wakes up and bites uh, Royce on the leg, and Angel's like, well, you can have him. In a month. Next month he'll turn into a werewolf. Yep. Um, So it sucks for you, bro. You screwed up. And uh, Crane considers this acceptable, and Royce is like, uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You suck. Yep. You shouldn't have tried to pull one over on the Angel team. That's how you get, that's how you get got. (laughs) So we have Fred go back to her office and Spike's yep. in there. and Almost he, completely gone. Yeah. He's very, very transparent. Yep. And she goes, why don't we talk to Angel? And he's like, no. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, she's like, I'm going to find a way to keep you in the world. <sighs> and he tells her there's no need to be dramatic. <laughs> But Fred is the only person that I trust to do this for him, to actually give it her all, because Wesley has reasons not to like Spike. Mm. And so he would, like, probably half-ass the whole thing. Angel does not want to help. Gun, I don't know what Gun's doing. He's got law stuff to worry about. Fred's basically the only person. Yeah, Fred's all Spike has at the moment. No. No. Heart. (laughs) Um... Uh, speaking of heart, we have Angel and mm-hmm. Nina. She's driving her back to her sister's house. Yeah. And they're talking, and they kind of have some sparks flying, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Because mm. he hasn't had 
you know, I mean, the last love interest he had was what, Cordelia? Yeah. Like forever ago? Yeah. And so. Yeah. And we know we know what that all led to. <laughs> yeah, it all led to bad stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so he, she goes, I can't tell my family anything. He goes, maybe, maybe not. Uh, so so they're letting her decide whether or not she tells her family that she's yep. a werewolf? Yep, it's her decision. Uh, Are we not concerned about security? Apparently. Or, you know, people finding out that, that this stuff is real? Apparently not. Apparently it's her decision and she just has to come see Angel three nights a month to chill. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Sexy. Anyway. Um, but he does say a very nice... Uh, Quote, if you separate yourself from the ones you love, the monster wins. Yeah. Yeah, and they kind of have some, they have some looks. Mm. They're serving mad looks at each other. (laughs) So this could be something. Well, um, Um, as we find out in the next scene, when Angel's getting Chinese food for his team, uh, Gunn asks if he's got a shot, and Angel said she gave him a look. Yeah. Well, Gunn said, so, werewolf girl, you think you got a shot? She, he goes, I don't know. She gave me a look. <laughs> and Wessa goes, a look? <laughs> but we were having family time in Angel's suite, which the rest of the group hadn't seen yet. Yeah. Which is super weird. Yeah, um, he hadn't brought him up there. Yeah, but they're uh, ordering food as long as nothing is tartar. <laughs> He's in. Um. So... Is the line on Angel that he's cheap? Because he said he was buying and Host said that it was a miracle or hell had frozen over or something. I don't know if it's as he's cheap more that maybe he's been part of the team, like he's been teamly. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not teamly. sure. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I just thought, it, I thought, just thought it was odd. So We get to finish but the yeah. episode with some nice family time. Yay. I love family time. So, continuity. This is the first appearance of werewolves in the verse since New Moon Rising, which was when Oz met um, Terra all the way back in oh, season four. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in this episode, werewolves are said to regain their human form once dead. However, in phases, werewolf hunter Gib Kane claims to catch werewolves so he can sell their pelts. This is explained by introducing the idea of different species with different characteristics. And Nina's type is actually quite rare in North America. Ooh, fancy. Um, when Gunn asks the man hosting the party if leprechaun souffle is next, the man replies scathingly that leprechauns don't exist. This <laughs> echoes a scene from Double or Nothing, wherein Gunn compares the appearance of a skench demon to that of a leprechaun, only to be chided that leprechauns don't exist. Buffy also once asked Giles if leprechauns were real, in which he replied he did not think so. <laughs> I like how in this, it, I always like that in universes where things that aren't real are touted as real, like vampires and werewolves, but mm. but leprechauns, that's too far. Yeah. Let's dial it back a little bit. <laughs> I love those things. Yeah, Fred tells the group that the men who kidnapped Nina were organized, almost like the military. Wesley says, an underground monster hunting military organization. It's happened before, referring to the initiative. Oh, right. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Dude, we've watched so much stuff and seen so many things in Buffy that I just 
don't remember until you bring them up. Yep. I've got oh, a whole man. bunch of stuff I can't tell you, so I'll pass those Dang ones. it! <laughs> Producer Jeffrey Bell says that Nina is not becoming a regular, but there's good chemistry. Dang it! But there's good uh. chemistry, so we've talked about bringing her back. There are no master plans for Angel and the Werewolf Girl, but we're open to a possibility. Mm. So, ooh. So well. this was said at the time of the episode. Right, so I'm intrigued, so maybe we'll have to see if she ever comes back. Yep. Um, the werewolves were designed by Robert Hall of special effects agency Almost Human and were an inter- intentional departure from the werewolf costume of Oz's character. They were saying Oz looked like a gay possum, Hall said. He decided to design the werewolf with sparse hair so that the muscle underneath was clearly visible. The script wanted a big bad wolf, he explains. I think it literally said, don't make it look like a gay possum. I mean, I don't remember what Oz looked like, so <laughs> I'm just going to have to go with, yes, it did. Oh, it was just, I, it, it looked like a, like a shea rug or something. Um, it wasn't great. Um, international titles. Werewolf Nina, the werewolf girl. Well, you just ruined it. <clears throat> I know, right? <laughs> Neither are good. No. What did Not at all. What did you rate this episode? Um, it was fairly good. Um, it's been so long since we've watched any that I was kind of like, oh, this is what we're getting into now. <laughs> um, but it was it was it was a fine episode. It didn't blow my socks off. It got a seven. Yeah, I was going to say seven. It's perfectly watchable, light entertainment, nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite moment? Hmm. I think my favorite moment, I really like when they bust into the dinner party. Mm. It's a good moment. And especially when Gunn is like, I'm all up in law, but that was fun <laughs> to get my violence on. Yeah, mine would have to be when Nina bites Royce at the end. I just really like it. It's just a good little close closing moment. It's also good. I also like the the very beginning where they're you know being like, oh, pass the pass the whatever, and they're actually checking for bugs. Yeah. Also good. Very clever. Um, and your character shout out. It's gonna go to Nina. Like that sucks that you got bitten by a werewolf and almost got eaten by people. Um, and now you have to try to explain to your family that uh monsters are real and I'm a and I'm a werewolf, so <laughs> so yeah, Nina. Yeah. Oh, I'll give it to Nina too. Sucks to be her, but you know, she she can still live her life. Angel's showing her the way, and who knows where they may be. Maybe may go. he'll show her yeah, who maybe maybe he'll show her other things. <laughs> <laughs> so next week's episode is called Hellbound. I think we're going to get more about what Spike experiences when he's gone, and we're also going to get Fred working on trying to get him not to go to hell. Alrighty, so, makes sense. Yep, makes sense. Let's let's go with that then. <laughs> All right. Um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I Actually, we were quite quick with this episode, only 35 minutes, well, 36 now. 
But uh, mm-hmm. Marissa, where can people find you on social media? They can hit me up on the social medias at rissaru 312 That's Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, I think that's really all that I really have going yeah. on. I'll post some pictures of my puppy on there. I don't think I have yet, just on <laughs> just on the Facebooks. So, yeah, I'll post some pictures of my new puppy, Chewy, and he's very adorable, and you will enjoy it. Um, yeah, they should also find us in general on social media at MM podcast network on everything except twitter where we're mmp network um i can be found at mel bickett on twitter and instagram uh just as a note my twitter is on private but if you can find me um i'll let anyone follow me it's just privated for reasons (laughs) you should also (laughs) find my dog on instagram he is at nero underscore the underscore mountain underscore king because he's got his own insta um please (laughs) please rate and review us on um itunes we love that and until next time we'll slay later guys